Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Today we're welcoming Platinum Certified singer-songwriter Sarah Kays onto the podcast, who has unassumingly built an audience of 2 million followers across social media platforms in a short space of time. The Nashville-based musician saw her profile grow with 2021's breakthrough EP, Struck by Lightning, which was largely thanks to the success of her viral breakup anthem, Remember That Night. She made her national late-night TV debut performing the track on CBS's The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and she's just released a new single, Show Me Off, which is about a situationship where a partner acts differently in public than behind closed doors. Okay, so welcome, Sarah. How are you doing today? I know you're super busy, so we're really, really glad you've, you know, got the time to join us today because you've just been traveling to Japan, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for having me. Um, I just did a trip to Japan, yeah, and it was so amazing. And was that a tour or were you just, uh, was it like a bucket list thing, combination of both? Yeah, it was just like kind of a bucket list thing, wanting to travel somewhere that wasn't in the u.s i've only i've only done that one other time pretty much which was when i opened up for a few shows for cave town in the uk but that was the only time i'd kind of traveled outside the u.s okay and was it everything that you hoped it was i it was it was better like i didn't really have like a ton of expectation going into it either but because i know it's like just so much different than what i could expect but it was it was amazing oh my god i'm glad it's on my bucket list so hopefully i can get there one day but um so you're back in you're in nashville that's where you live isn't it i know you're not from there but that's where you call home these days right yeah yeah it's where i've been living and how long have you been there then about four years i'm from indiana and then i kind of went to college in nashville and just i dropped out when covid started but just kind of stuck around yes Yes, it did. It had a habit of doing that. So the obvious question, I'm guessing it was all music focused for you. Nashville, you know, everyone knows what it's known for. Is that what kept you there after uh, university? Yeah, I would say, yeah, because I, I initially moved here to go to school, but also like my producer lived here and I knew it was like, you know, a place where a lot of music was and um, just kind of like naturally most of my, I was able to make like friends who were also in music. So it was just like a nice community to be around like almost everyone you meet is like doing something in music here yeah I always hear that about Nashville another place actually I've never been that's also on my list but oh, I feel yeah, jealous whenever anyone talks about it because it sounds amazing like walking <laughs> around and there's music everywhere what more could you uh, want yeah yeah I love it amazing um so I know you like a bit of a quiet life or I did read that about you anyway so what do you like <laughs> to do when you're home in between tours and you know traveling and everything so obviously that's fairly hectic the touring side at least yeah, um, I mean, there's not a, a ton that I'm super interested in outside of music, honestly. But like, so when I'm at home, like I might be writing, or um, I I love to you know hang out with friends uh, if I have some free time. Um, yeah, I used to like I used to play a lot of soccer, but then I, I kind of fizzled out because I it's, that's hard to find people to get together and play soccer <laughs> well, yeah enough people as well that's a bit tricky yeah <laughs> a whole team um okay so just regular stuff that's cool and I, I saw as well so when you're songwriting I don't know if this is what you used to do or maybe you still do because I know a lot of people that I speak to they do voice notes on their phone to themselves mm-hmm. you do the notes app on your phone so uh, I'm mm-hmm. just curious like have you ever had a song come to you like or a random idea when you're doing something really mundane that you just have to jot down have you ever just 
been in that situation be like right I've got to get this down now <laughs> yeah yeah uh, sometimes like when I, when I write I usually start with a lyric or a concept or something in that vein like words um sometimes I like think of something when I'm sometimes when I'm driving or like showering those are, I feel like those are the most mundane times that I like think of stuff and um probably because there, there's like nothing else to do besides sit there or stand there but yeah I usually use like a my voice notes or my notes app on my phone it's very convenient to have that and like take it with you wherever Yep, it's indeed. I get a lot of people say shower as well, so you're not alone. That must just be where people are, you know, either not distracted by something else, staring at a phone or mm-hmm. a screen, and you can actually think. So, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, yeah. So, before we get into more your new music, um, mm-hmm. I'd love to like just talk a little bit about uh, Struck by Lightning, which is obviously your EP for anyone listening. Um, so, this was mm-hmm. a huge breakthrough for you, and um, I read that you said you were surprised actually that people were connecting to the personal things that you shared and revealed on this. EP so um I'm just curious why did that surprise you at the time did you think it was something that people shied away from or were they just so embracing of it well I think I think because I was writing about like some things that I wanted to have some like songs about when I was younger and it was I had a lot of heart like a lot of trouble finding songs about like body image and like things I was going through um, I would like Google search for songs about stuff. And so I think it just like surprised me or was just like a nice surprise that it was actually like songs about certain topics were like actually reaching people and like more people than I, I thought it would, which was really, really cool. Okay. Do you wish that when you were a bit younger, you could find songs like that to listen to so you could be like, oh, I'm not alone rather than you having to kind of take on this, uh, I guess, uh, role now to help others? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I definitely wished I had more. I it was just took took a lot of digging to find songs. I feel like about certain things where it's like easier now. But um, but yeah, I feel like that is a lot of the reason why I started writing because I was I was interested in music at a really young age. But like writing kind of like came over time. But um, I think that that's part of what drew me to it so much is like oh, I can like make songs about things I actually like want or like relate to a lot and like want to listen to. Mm. So when was it that you first, uh, first started writing songs? Uh, I, I, f- I first probably wrote my first song when I was like 12 or something. Um, but it was more, it was more gradual at that age, like write a song here and there and then like figuring out how I liked to write and like what I was actually good at writing and stuff. And then it's probably when I was like 16 or 17 where I like really, really like was like, this is definitely what I want to do. And what, uh, can you remember that first song or any parts of it? Or do you have some kind of, I don't know, piece of paper or something with the lyrics <laughs> written on it? I'm just curious what 12-year-old you was uh, thinking about at the time. <laughs> I, I was called, a song called Just One Minute, and it was about, like, wanting time to myself or something. I don't remember. It was like, can I just get one minute to myself? Um, my, I remember my mom, like, at the time was, like, so excited that I was, like, writing songs, and she took me to, like, record them at some studio in Indiana I was going to ask as well do you find it hard to be vulnerable through song like you said you're sharing you know quite personal things or things about topics that are maybe a bit hard to talk about um Mm -hmm. so is that ever hard or is it something you get used to or do you just have to kind of brace yourself for doing it each time yeah I think I think it's like it's definitely gotten it's gotten easier it was harder when it when I 
was releasing songs and I like didn't know who would hear it besides just like my friends and my family who followed me on Instagram or whatever. That was like more difficult because I felt like more vulnerable and embarrassed almost, which is like weird because it's like less people are hearing it. But um, yeah, I think it's, it's gotten easier over time knowing that there will be like somebody who probably relates who will hear it. Um, it's it, yeah, it's a weird. It's, it's almost weird how it's more, um, I feel more vulnerable and embarrassed, like talking about those things to one person sitting right in front of me than I do releasing a song about it. Cause if I, I guess if I like don't want to acknowledge it, I don't really have to outside of just putting the song out. Yeah. And I suppose you, you have all these fans, obviously we'll get onto your socials and stuff, but it's not people you see, is it? I get that. It's like the everyday people that you see, they're actually going to ask you and see you face to face and ask you this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like the rest and you, you have to actually distance. unpack it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, no, just listen to the song. Let's not delve any deeper. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, okay. I saw your, um, so your fans, they'll obviously know that you grew up listening to people like, you know, Oasis Elvis, Panic at the Disco, Jake Bug, and all those kind of things. So I'm just curious, are there any artists that you love that are the complete opposite of, um, I'm going to just unfairly group all those into rock and roll for simplicity. Are there any that people would be surprised <laughs> that you might like that are, you know, completely the opposite of those? Oh man, I don't know. I I really love like, well, my favorite artist like who, growing up was Alec Benjamin. I really love him and like Casey Musgraves and things like that. But those are so similar, I feel like, to the way that, I write, but I guess it makes a little sense. I listen mostly to that, mm-hmm. but I hear, I've heard songs here and there that are like way different from what I do that I really love, but I don't know. I don't know what artist would come to mind. That's like, just like extremely different. That's like a favorite artist. I used to be obsessed with 21 pilots when I was younger. Okay. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> <laughs> it counts. It counts. Um, okay. So onto TikTok, as I was going to say, so you've got around 2 million followers. I mean, it might even be more now by the time I check, but a lot of it's down to, you know, you're obviously you're posting your music, of course, but also you're being quite raw and honest about everything. Like, as you mentioned, mm. body image, mental health, all that kind of stuff, which is also, you know, it's obviously really great that everyone's talking about this more and more now. Um, so can you remember the first video that you made that was along those lines rather than perhaps maybe talking about your music and songwriting? Um, I think, well, and that was so long ago. I got, I got on there like probably like the very beginning of 2020. Like I remember or even at the end of 2019, like right when, right when it became TikTok from being musically, because I was in a class at school for, I was in school for music business and I, I was in a class where we started talking about it and everyone was like, I'm not downloading that. It's for kids. Cause it was mostly just like kids dancing on there or whatever. Yeah. And I, I downloaded it and started like posting on there. Cause I saw like some people singing on there, but I think like I started getting engagement pretty quickly on like, um, posting myself singing some original songs, which were mostly about like body image and things like that. It was like I think one of the the first ones I was me singing my song High School, which is just like one pretty old one, but w- which was about body image and that that was like I was able to start kind of gaining some followers based around that and just being able to keep posting about those types of things and build a community around it, which is like super cool. And was it um was it when Remember the Night was out and obviously you put that on TikTok when things really started to ramp up on there? Had you already got, 
you know really big following at that point um i i had built i had built up like a a following up to that point but that's like definitely what was has has been the the biggest thing for me so far Mm. and um with tiktok and instagram as well maybe not as much but uh they're such key parts of you'll know uh for artists particularly emerging artists so you know for the online presence and the music strategy these days do you ever worry uh you know the fans will only show you love you know on the app might not always Mm -hmm. translate over to spotify and streaming platforms i know in your case it obviously does but has that ever been uh something that crosses your mind um not not really just because like i think so early on i realized that that well i had i did i had like no streams on any of my music and like when i started posting on there it it helped me get more streams so i think i just always had a view of it like that like even if it doesn't translate over as much as another song did or whatever it's like only kind of a tool to help me get more streams than i already would without it Mm. um but it it is like it is a really confusing platform to navigate sometimes and is it sort of a I wouldn't say full-time job is maybe the right phrase but the social side of it is like you doing it all yourself are you coming up with the ideas of okay I feel like I've got to do this many videos of whatever it is a week a month Mm -hmm. is that quite a lot to handle as well as the music side of things um yeah it's I I do all of all of that stuff um myself it gets I'm also like not the best at keeping up with it, honestly. Or like I'll make a video and I don't like it doesn't end up how I saw it in my head, and then I don't post it, so then I don't keep up with it, whatever. But that's that's yeah, I, I do pretty much. I do all that myself, yeah. Okay, quite an undertaking then, but it's just part of the industry now. It's crazy how much it's changed in ten, even ten years probably. <laughs> yeah, um, with that, but obviously self promotion is just so key and something you can really take into your own. And these days, so yeah, it's amazing. But um, so yeah, on to remember the night. So as I mentioned, anyone listening was on TikTok. You uploaded it. Mm-hmm. It racked up something like three million views, and the official audios. I think it's gone over two hundred million global streams. So really mm-hmm. big, big numbers here. I don't know if that you know that even means anything to you in one way because it's so big. But like, did you have a feeling that this song was special when you uploaded it, or you might get any kind of reaction like this? Um. Well. I actually, I actually did. Like, I wrote, I wrote that song just like in my bedroom at like two a.m. or whatever. And um, I remember I was like, I up to, up to that point, I didn't write much about like like love or relationships or breakups or whatever. And I had that was like my first time writing about. I'd only also like dated one person really and like had one breakup. So like, I kind of like wrote about that breakup for the first time with that song. And I was like really emotional while writing it. And I, I posted, I remember I posted on like my close friend story being like, I think I just like wrote, like, like I just wrote about my breakup for the first time. And I think like, it's like something super special or whatever. So I, I think I did have a feeling that was like something really special. At least like, I didn't have a feeling that it was going to be like the biggest song for me. Like, like it has been, but, um, Yes, I had some kind of feeling about it. Mm. And how does it happen with, uh, I'm guessing you may have written this from personal experience, has the person this is possibly about ever contacted you and said, is this about me? <laughs> is that awkward or does that even happen? <laughs> yeah, right. He, um, especially when I like started posting on TikTok, because I think he, he had like one of his friends or like his, his sister or something be like, yeah, was everything okay? <laughs> but, <laughs> Clearly we, not. We were... <laughs> 
we're we're a super super chill though on great terms. So that's good. It's, it's good. almost like he's like hit me up every now and then, being like, "Oh, I've like heard your song in my Uber and told the Uber driver that it was about me." Things like that. <laughs> well, it's not a hateful song in any way. So yeah, it's definitely nothing like that. <laughs> that's yeah, good. that's good. Um, so did you feel any pressure after that for the next song? You know, and how well it might do by comparison, or the kind of things that were resonating with people in terms of what you were sharing about yourself. Um, yeah, I, I think like that, that, that always seems to be like a lingering thing of like, Oh, like my, what, whatever your last thing did, like wanting to top it or wanting to like, and I've noticed that being a thing that even like my favorite artists or some of like my favorite artists I've gotten to meet and talk to, like everybody kind of like experiences and struggles with like, like trying to get top something or whatever. I don't, that's a feeling that I think that's always going to linger and trying to, trying to overcome it yeah I suppose it's just a natural process of uh not of doing well obviously success is brilliant but then there's the you feel like you have to keep it consistent and keep up there Mm -hmm. afterwards but obviously you're continuing Mm -hmm. to release a lot of music so that's all you can do really but um so let's uh yeah let's talk about the most recent single so this is show me off so this tells the story Mm -hmm. of a situation ship where a partner acts differently in public than behind closed doors. I think this is something a lot of people can probably relate to, sadly. So, mm-hmm. you know, tell me about the inspiration on this song or like what you were kind of thinking and when you wrote this one. Um, well, I was I was kind of seeing somebody like when I wrote the song and I tend to sometimes dramatize things more than they, they actually are. Like it wasn't, we weren't like basically dating or anything but like he he definitely inspired me because I've I've felt that feeling before in like many relationships even that I've been in so like at the time when I wrote it I was kind of seeing somebody who was treating me a little bit that way um and it inspired that song so was this one that you were kind of nervous about releasing given that you know some of the things you're talking about in this song are a little bit painful just in terms of things to admit to you know that someone's you know not quite showing up for you in public or in front of people but it's like (laughs) okay to be a little secret so was this tricky in in that regard um not really especially because I I didn't release it until like a year after I wrote it so at least when I released it like I wasn't seeing that person or anything so that that didn't worry me very much Okay, well, that's good. That's good. And um, <laughs> is there are there any plans for more music? You know, is there anything you can talk about? An EP, maybe a single, maybe an album someday. Do you have any plans for that? Yeah, I've I've been writing a ton of songs this year. Um, I did I did a lot of I had like three different tours last year, so I was really kind of like wrapped up in that. But this year, I've mostly been just focusing on writing and making new songs. And I'm about to go on tour again and like get a break from it. But um, I. Yeah, I have a, a bunch of new songs I'm really excited about. I don't, I don't quite know exactly yet which songs are part of um, the project that's coming out next, but I, I have a lot that I'm like really excited about. Okay. And is there anything you've always wanted to write about but never have, or anything like that, or any you know song in particular you're really excited for people to hear? Um, no worries if you can't reveal the song, obviously, but just you know like the subject matter or whatever. Um. Well, uh, my my next song that's coming out is called "Screaming My Screaming My Pillow," which I'm pretty excited about. It's just kind of about um, feeling like you people don't expect you to kind of 
speak your mind or talk back or anything like that. So like, and then just kind of feeling like you have to wait till you're like, get home by yourself to like, let out like any kind of anger or frustration or opinion or like anything like that. Um, also the acronym for screaming my pillow is simp, which I think is pretty cool. <laughs> Love that. So when's that coming out? Um, very soon. I think in like three weeks. Oh, that's I don't soon know then. Yeah. Is, but yeah. Okay, we should stay tuned for probably many TikToks relating to this, yours and others, I'm guessing, <laughs> when it comes out, people are going to use it. Yeah. Clearly. Um, okay, on to like just the live side, because I know uh, you're going on tour very soon, but like performing live. I know, so you've recently started using a JBL Eon One portable PA with a professional mm-hmm. grade mixer. So um, I'm just curious, did you have a PA system before that, or is this the first one you've got that's your own? Well, I have had. I mean, my job throughout like high school and um, into college and stuff was playing at like bars and restaurants and um, like I did a lot of busking and stuff. So yeah, I've like owned different, I've owned different like PAs throughout my life since I was like 13. So um, yeah. Okay. Okay. And how did this one compare then given you've, um, you know, probably used quite a few then since 13 mm-hmm. in terms of the sound, like how was the, uh, the JBL one for you? it's been really cool i've been using it to like rehearse for tour and stuff in in my house and it's been it's been really cool like i the last the last type of pa thing i bought was a kind of similar speaker except which was like a few years ago except it like the my favorite thing about about this one is that it's like battery powered so like i know that if i was still doing a lot of busking which i getting the speakers kind of like inspired me to just like do it for fun but like if i was still doing a lot of busking i would have loved to have like it be battery powered so i wouldn't have to find like an outlet or something in the um in the city which you're you're not even really legally allowed to do that in most cities but if someone sees that you're plugged into the city power they'll just be like can you please not do that slightly frowned upon (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but yeah that's pretty sick about it okay and was it easy to set up yeah yeah pretty self-explanatory Okay, that's good. A lot of people say that. It's just, you know, some people joke. I didn't even have to get, you know, help from my mom or whatever. Literally just <laughs> in, good to go. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's not really much to figure out. It's just, yeah. Okay, awesome. Um, is there anything else that, you know, like stands out to you about them? Or if you were to recommend them to another artist that performs maybe at different venues, what would you say for anyone looking or if they were wondering about making the choice to buy these? I would definitely recommend it over, I, I don't know, I'm used to like when I was younger playing gigs and like I, I had like a PA system that was just unnecessarily large, like two big speakers that I had to put up on like stands and stuff. And it's just like, I would definitely like recommend someone getting this because of like how portable it is too. And like still can project the same amount of sound that the giant PA thing that I had was. And, and the fact that you can just kind of set it down and like use it without having to plug it in is like still my favorite part, but I would, uh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. You've been able to practice at home then for the upcoming tour. That must come in handy. Yeah, it's been it's been nice to be able to have like as normally I probably would just practice without any amplification, but it it's been nice to be able to test it out and stuff by practicing. Yeah, and uh, see how it sounds. So um on to the tour. So that's really soon, your US tour. There's quite a lot of dates on there. So are you prepared? Have you been, you know, just doing rehearsals loads of the time? Well, I, uh, right after this, I'm about to go to rehearsal, but actually it's our, so I'm, I'm opening up for Dean Lewis and I have like a 30 minute set 
And so, um, like acoustic sets, just me and my guitar player. And I've been, both of us for the past couple of months have been traveling around and like missing each other. So basically this week, we're just like doing the bulk of our rehearsing and getting ready for tour. And it's just like, we're, but we're both very busy doing that. But, um, today's actually like our first day. We're kind of like going, going hard with rehearsing and the next two days we're going to do the same and then we should, should be good. Yeah, all ready to go. And are there any cities in particular you're looking forward to, whether, I don't know, you might have performed in them before and they're always a good crowd or one that you've just never performed in before that you're excited to see? Oh, man, it's it's a, it's a pretty, it's a six-week tour and there's de- there's definitely cities in there I haven't played. Like there's there's like seven, sh- like seven different shows in California, which I definitely have not played in seven different cities in California. And like there's some some spots that I'm like, that are going to be cool to see if I have the time to actually see them. Cause you never know, like when the drive is long, sometimes you don't even get to stop and see anything. But, um, I don't know. I, I do always love, uh, so far I've, I've loved the crowd in New York. They've been really awesome and Chicago and, uh, uh, what was I going to, Oh yeah. The, for some like on my headline tour, I love crowds in like Detroit and, um, Oh, I forget what the other, or I think it was Detroit and Chicago, just like were my favorite crowds on my last headline tour. But I'm I'm excited just for the whole thing in general. And is there a song in particular that the crowd always screams back at you the loudest? Or I don't know, is it the song you saved last last in the set? What is the song that your fans love the most? Yeah, probably probably remember that night, especially like on when I'm like opening up for somebody. It's like if. I feel like if there's people there who like are un, maybe unsure of who I am, then like they hear that song and they're like, Oh, I think I've heard this or something. And like, then it's probably the song that people sing back the most, but except for, uh, the, sometimes I do a cover and I do, um, in the past I've done fireflies enough times to where I released my own version of it. So I'm probably going to sing that again on, on this tour. Also, um, sometimes I'd sing the climb by Miley Cyrus. Cause I sing that in my fifth grade talent show. Oh, it's a tune. I'm sure that would go down very well. Have you got any plans for any other covers or uh you're not sure yet? Right now I'm planning on doing Fireflies again just because I actually have my own released version of it now. So it feels like I'm like singing something I have out when I do it. But um well probably I mean me and my, my guitar player Val, we're gonna have plenty of time to kind of like probably throw in some different songs and there's 31 shows i think so also plenty of shows to be like let's try out something new this time so i'm sure we'll do some different stuff mm, amazing well um best of luck on the tour i hope you get to see a lot of the places as well i'm sure it'll be a lot of fun um so thank you so thank much you. for joining i know as you're like busy preparing for the tour so really appreciate you taking the time oh, of course thank you so much for having me you're, you're so welcome um all right then i'm gonna let you go and uh best of luck on the tour all right thank you appreciate thank you. appreciate you Bye. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.